Hello, friends. Welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where there is a growing number of leaders who are becoming more and more convinced that being resilient as a leader is not just a good idea, it's absolutely required. I'm your host, J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, and our podcast producer is Joel Embowen, founder of On A Limb Productions. In fact, I wanna encourage you to check out his great creative work, both video and podcast production work on his website, onalimproductions.com. We'll also put the link in the show notes. Now, back in episodes 37 and 69, I shared about a book that I wrote recently that was released in the fall titled The Sacred Overlap. Here's some exciting news. Recently, Outreach Magazine, they released their 18th annual Celebration of the Best, and they named The Sacred Overlap as their Discipleship Resource of the Year. I'm deeply grateful. I'm honored. And I have to admit, I'm a bit surprised, but I'm grateful for this huge honor. And if you haven't had a chance to read The Sacred Overlap yet, I would be ever grateful if you picked it up and took a read of it. I've poured my heart and soul into this book to help us live faithfully in our world today. If you're interested, you can order it at thesacredoverlap.com. If you've already read it, thank you. Would you be willing to leave a review on Amazon? It'll take you 3.5 minutes, four minutes if you want to be a little bit more thorough. Reviews on Amazon help authors more than you might realize because it prioritizes the book and incentivizes Amazon to keep carrying it. So if you could help me with that, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, of course, since the beginning of this podcast, which we began almost one year ago, we've talked about the topic of resilience. And in one of the first episodes, I talked about pivot. Now, I know, I know, I know. Pivot. It's a word that you hope you never hear again because it's been so overused. But if you think about, again, with basketball, a pivot, a pivot foot in basketball, it requires a plant foot. Your principles, knowing yourself and what you're good at, that's your plant foot. And of course, your plant foot then frees you up to use your pivot foot to move around creatively, confidently, freely, as long as your plant foot stays firmly on the hardwood. Now, part of your pivot foot is knowing what you're good at. And that's what we're going to talk about today when you are at your best. I want to talk about the work of Hungarian psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Now, you don't even want to know how to spell his last name. Trust me on this one. It's more difficult than trying to spell the last name of Duke men's basketball coach Mike Shashevsky. That's why they call him Coach K. Now, trust me, his name is more difficult. It's pronounced Chick sent me high. Mahai Chick sent me high. Now, here's a silly way you can remember it. Guys, think of that time in high school where you saw that attractive girl in your class and your heart fluttered and your hands got sweaty. You could say at that time that that chick sent me high. Now, I know it's silly, silly, way too silly, but silly enough that you'll remember it. I know you won't forget it now. Mahai Csikszentmihalyi, this Hungarian psychologist, he is currently the Distinguished Professor of Psychology at Claremont Graduate University. He's the former head of the psychology department at the University of Chicago, but he is most famous for authoring the book titled Flow, which describes the focused mental state of people when you are most productive. You've heard people talk about getting in their workflow, or maybe you've heard people say that they're in the flow right now. 
Another way people talk about is they say they're in the zone. When basketball players say that they're in the zone, it's where they can't miss a shot from anywhere on the court. They're on fire. They're money. They're lights out. That is flow. Flow means that you are clicking on all cylinders, that you are at your absolute best in terms of productivity and performance. This is exactly what Chick Sent Me High was referring to. While the book is good, you really only need to understand one simple chart. Of course, I can't show you that chart necessarily right now in front of you visually here on the podcast, but I can attempt to describe it to you with clarity. If you think about an XY axis on a graph, imagine the vertical line being challenge from low to high, and on the horizontal line, it being skill ranging from low to high. Csikszentmihalyi basically said, if the challenge for you is too high, but the skill is too low, that we're in what he calls the anxiety region. This is where we experience a great deal of stress in our lives, where the angle on that is too sharp and too steep, like a very steep mountain. Now, Csikszentmihalyi basically said um, that if, if we're in this state conversely, if our skill is high, but the challenge is low, this is where we're in the boredom region. The angle is too flat, almost a plateau. However, he stated that if the challenge is high and the scale is high and they meet each other on challenge and skill, we create almost a 45-degree angle up and to the right on the XY axis. It articulates our flow channel, those times when we are at our best. Now, how do you know when you're in your flow, when you're in your flow channel? Think of those times that have been met with equal challenge with your ability to keep up, where you were involved in some task, activity, skill, or even job where you feel like you're at your best. You're not unhealthily stressed and you're not bored out of your mind. Instead, you're fully focused. Now, here's an easy way to know if and when you're in your flow state. Have you ever been engaged in some activity or skill and you looked up at the clock and you said, what? It's been two hours. Are you serious? I thought I'd been only working on this for a few minutes. When we're in our flow state, oftentimes it feels like time stops. Where we're in the flow state, we lose our track of time because we find great joy and satisfaction and fulfillment in what we're doing. This is our flow state. Now, for those of us who are faith leaders, there is an element called spiritual gifts. Gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit for those who are followers of Christ. When I was in my 20s, a spiritual mentor said to me that when we are exercising our spiritual gifts, we will feel both exhausted and exhilarated at exactly the same time. That comment has always stayed with me. That's a fantastic spiritual description of what flow is. You know, sometimes when we're in the boredom stage where we have high skill but not being challenged enough, this can be mind-numbing. And there are times when we're challenged beyond our level of skill or experience, and this can be soul-crushing. But those times where you find that equal balance of challenge and skill, as leaders, we need to take note of it. When you find yourself in a flow state, leaders, notice it. Pay attention. Ask yourself what you're doing in the moment. Write it down. These are key moments in your life and leadership. They can tell us a lot about our gifts, our passions, and our wiring. For me, I find I'm in my flow state when I'm doing a handful of things, when I'm studying, researching, and learning, when I'm teaching, writing, or coaching other leaders. For you, it could be a wide variety, a whole number of activities or things. Do you know when you're in your flow state? 
Now, for some of us, a flow state is something we've experienced with activity or projects or skills, but maybe you've not experienced it so much in your job. I want you to think about in terms of your role, your calling. If you find that you're stressed where the challenge is much higher than your skill or experience, I want to encourage you to ask yourself a few questions. First, who can help me? Can I partner with other people who can assist me to lower my level of challenge or increase my level of skill or experience? And secondly, where can I go to get training to increase my experience or build my skill? Now, if you find that you're bored out of your mind in your job, where the the skill is much higher than your level of challenge at at this moment, then consider adding more challenge. Ask yourself these questions. Number one, can I add a side hustle right now? Can I do something on the side that would really encourage me and challenge me outside of my work hours? Can I take some risks and challenge myself in new ways? Can I look to take some uh, master's degree courses in the evenings or on the weekends? Can I ask my boss or supervisor if there are ways in which I could grow in my capacity? I think of one leader that I coached for several years. She was young and in her 20s when we first started working together, and she was just starting out in the real world. She was thrown into a job and she felt ill-prepared for it. She was honored and grateful to have the job and she wanted to do well in it, but she had little skill or experience at that point. Now, others around her, including her boss, believed in her, but she felt so much stress with her learning curve being so sharp and steep. So she reached out to me and secured me as her coach and we began to work together. Now, over time through our coaching, but also through her very purposeful reflection and learning from other mentors that she had around her and also around the country. Uh, She was just getting in the saddle, and she was just learning to do it herself. She found that over time, over a period of maybe a year or two, where she began to be in her flow channel. She was clicking on all cylinders. She was finding herself challenged, and yet seeing her skills match that, and she was loving it. But after a while, she began to realize that her skill and experience had begun begun to outpace her challenge level. She was growing bored and a bit angsty. She began to explore the possibility of taking some master's courses on the weekends. She pushed herself to meet new people in her professional sphere, and she even asked her boss if she could take on new projects, and she did very well. But after a period of time, even doing this, she began to see it level off again, and she began to be back in her boredom region. Her boss realized it too, and knowing she was valuable, he relocated her to a different part of the organization. Recently, she told me that she's feeling the challenge right now to be high and the scale, the skill to be low, but she knows that her flow state will soon be there. She has more to learn, but this leader knew and knows her own flow state. She knew when she was too stressed and when she was too bored. And she worked hard to get to that point of living in that flow channel because she knew that's when she was at her best. There are many things out of her control, but the things that were in her control, she worked hard to be at her best in her role as a leader, especially in times that are volatile, tumultuous, and uncertain. Leaders must be aware when they're in their flow state. If you'd like a copy of the flow diagram that I, uh, I've made based off of Mahai Chick sent me Hai's book. Just email me and I'd be glad to send it along to you as a resource if it would be helpful. You can find my email in the show notes below. Leaders, work to be aware of your flow channel. 
Even if you can't learn to spell Csikszentmihalyi's last name, you can at least learn to grasp his wonderful tool and use it in your own life. Well, thanks for taking time out of your day today, whatever you may be doing in order to be with me. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning and remember to find your flow channel and try to stay within it because as leaders, that's when you're at your best, no matter how uncertain the world around you may be.